say more about the nature of restraint in that list of R's that you had? Yeah. Because in some ways it doesn't seem to fit. It's better to go on without it, and I, I wasn't sure when it fit. Yeah. So the question is about the restraint in working with the uh, defilements and torments that I spoke about the other night. Recognize, relax, restraint, refrain. Mm-hmm. The restraint is really means to um, it means to not phys- not physically or verbally act out okay. what your what what is going on, and that can be you know when you feel really tired you just yeah, you just go take a nap, or you know you have a, you have a peeve with somebody you know in the hall beside you you know snoring or breathing loud or you know, coming in late or whatever, and you just say, <laughs> and you go write him a note, meta. <laughs> That's called acting up. That's no restraint, okay? But there's another way of, of uh, uh, exercising restraint, just mentally. Because sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll be in a, we'll be tied up in some unpleasant state of mind. And, we're not speaking or acting, but we're scheming and strategizing how to how to respond later. You know, we're, we're, we've got enough restraint not to get up out of the hall and go out and do it, but uh, still, they're scheming and strategizing. So it's a kind of a willful indulgence in it, and kind of you know chewing on it. So that's not restraint. That's not mental restraint. So there's physical restraint, restraint, verbal restraint, and mental restraint. Where I was getting confused is that sometimes when you have like an obsessive thought, you just go back to the breath. Yes. Is that restraint? That seems like a way of restraining, but then you sort of cut short the rest of the yeah. process. So the comment is, is when you're when you're kind of caught in a, in an obsessing state of mind. Uh, it, 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 and you just decide to go back to the primary object, is that a form of restraint? It is. Uh, it's a restraint of not acting out. It does cut short the other... Uh, you don't get a chance to spend time with those with that obsessing state of mind, but it's a way of... When, when the obsessing is so strong that you can't be with it, you know, it's just over, it's overwhelming. That's what we say, it's overwhelming. Then, to, offer, to do an antidote, you know, uh, loving kindness or forgiveness or whatever, or to go back to the primary object would be a way of saying, no, I'm not going to deal with this now. Back to the breath. Or whatever, something like that. Yeah. <coughs> there are a number, uh, I'll, I'll look it up, there's a number of ways of exercising restraint. Mindfulness, wisdom, sila, blah, 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 you know, different things. I'll, Get some more details on that. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I'm trying to formulate this, but <clears throat> I'm trying to be aware without a scowl on my face. Because rarely, you know, there's a certain amount of um, kind of uh, concentration. I know that there shouldn't be too much, but you know, I'd rather have kind of energetic awareness. Yeah. Which would be a more kind of positive way to kind of face the world every day. Every day. Um, um, you have any thoughts about that? <laughs> <laughs> you 
is there a way to practice awareness without scowling? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Scowling is kind of... What's the, what's, the, what's the mental state behind the physical appearance of scowling? Well, it's sort of, you're not quite, um, you're just working hard. You're, okay. you're working maybe too hard. Okay, so not relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's one, yeah. one quality of scowling is not relaxed. And the other one, you said maybe working too hard Maybe striving. Look, right. it may be looking for trying to create some kind of experience or trying to make it be a certain way. Yeah. Okay. Well, a couple of things I can think of. One is relax, and the other one is really let let the experience come to you rather than you go get the experience. So I'm just thinking of this receiving quality of like, you know, if we're going. <laughs> You know, really, if we relax and, and kind of and almost physically just settle back, invite the present moment to reveal itself rather than gotta go get it. What is it? What is it? You know. So, a couple of things I can think of is one is to trust, trust that the present moment will reveal itself, and trust that you'll recognize it. So it's like, okay, you, you've been practicing long enough to know that what, what mindfulness is and that you can recognize experience. So I would experiment with relaxing, receiving, trusting. Yeah? And, and, and don't, and be careful not to look for something particular about the object or the nature of awareness. You know, it's kind of like, is this it? Is it? Because it, it's a little bit, there's a little bit of questioning in Scotland. Is this it? Is this, is this it? Is it? And, and if we just trust that whatever we receive, whatever is recognized, that's good enough. Yeah. Relax, receive, trust. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing is, you know, when you when you recognize that you're scowling, you know, and, and you're, you're, you're doing things, and then you're in scowling, just stay there. Stay there with scowling for a while. Just don't, don't just relax it. Just stay with scowling and just feel what that feels like, you know, in the face, in the throat, and feel what it feels like in the mind. The mind is holding something, holding an idea of, I've got to do this, I shouldn't do that. I gotta, <laughs> and just, just really get familiar with what that feels like so that, when you relax and receive and just allow, okay, that's a very different feeling. In the face, mm-hmm. face, shoulders, neck, and just just so you have a real clear distinction between this is relaxed, open, receptive, allowing, and this is scowling. So you get a real clear distinction. You know, the one thing I forgot to say is, okay, so you said something about scowling, and I should have said first, is that okay? And of course, no, it's not okay to be scowling, but is it okay to be aware of scowling? Yes. 
Okay, so it's okay to be aware of scowling. If you're scowling and it's expressing a state of mind that you're not aware of, then that's you're just totally caught up in it. But once you recognize it, is it okay to be aware of it? Oh, sure. Awareness is good. It is a wholesome state of mind. Then you can play with the scowling. Yes. Why? Why am I doing that? And then, like, I begin to have this conversation with my mind, like, don't ask that question. You're supposed to observe. <laughs> okay, I'll try that. You know, so there's this back and forth that I begin to have, and it's like, stop. But, you know, it's, it's because some of us have been taught to drill down to find out the why. And I, and I get that this All is of a us. different practice. <laughs> but what do you do? That's a good question. That's a good comment because a lot of us do ask why, and a lot of and there are and, and just to acknowledge the value of doing that, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's there are psychotherapeutic techniques that ask that kind of question, not so much blatantly why, but investigate why something is happening like that. So in this practice, we're not so. We're not asking the question why. We understand that if we observe carefully and long enough, we will understand causes and conditions, which is something like explaining or why. But when you notice that you're whying, <laughs> you know what to do. Is it okay? It's not okay to be whying because it makes you, I want to figure it out why, 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 why. But is it okay to be aware of whying? Yeah, it is. Okay, because you can see why is kind of like emoji mind, emoji face. And you say, is this okay to be aware of this? Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's just to recognize this activity of mind, this cognitive activity of why. The question, the, the actual why and, the, and the what you're asking the why about, not, not so important. Just to see that there's the, the the nature of your relationship to this present moment is questioning why or questioning whying. Yeah, just to recognize that. Kind of step back from it. You're not kind of caught up in it. Can I just um, yeah. pin on something else? Yes. I'm having difficulty, and maybe I go to why in terms of naming the defilement, like. Oh, what am I doing? Am I judging? Am I anxious? Am I? I, I can't like name it. It's very difficult. Like mm-hmm. I might need a list. Like what? Which one is it? I don't know. You need the meditator's <laughs> lexicon of known <laughs> mental states. I, I have one of those. So kind of a partial lexicon of so meditator's lexicon. Like, judgment. 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 It's got to be more than that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There, there's. We could do a survey. You know, <laughs> start a collection of. Uh, but when you, when you, okay. So here you are again. Something's going on. You're asking yourself, what is this? What is? What is this? Is this? Is this? Uh, 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 uh. What's that state of mind? Yeah. Questioning, figuring out, perplexed. 
uh, stumbling. Is that okay? Recognizing it is okay. That's all you got to do every time. It's just recognize what's going on and ask yourself, is it okay to be aware of this? It is. And as soon as you, as soon as you, as soon as you can remember to ask that question, bloop, you drop it. You just lose it. You just, you know, when you're whining, when you're questioning, when you're trying to figure out what's the right word, you're in it. You're it. But as soon as you ask the question, is it okay to be aware of this? There's awareness. You're not, you're not lost. You're not entangled in it anymore. I'm finding myself when I'm doing a formal sitting getting confused among different practices like Vipassana. I usually start a retreat with Samadhi and I'm a little unclear about what we're actually supposed to be doing when we're doing a formal sitting practice here. And so I think what we're supposed to be doing is asking, rather than following a primary object necessarily, asking what is my state of mind? And then exploring defilements as they come and go through this kind of third-party objective looking at them that you've been describing. Is so, that so, accurate? <laughs> so the question is, what are we doing here? <laughs> No, I mean, I give a lot of instructions. I give a lot of, you know, pointing out, pointing out, so you can kind of forget which, which one am I supposed to be doing. But really, when you sit down, <laughs> try to remember, to recognize, present moment's experience. Remember, to recognize, present moment. So we're doing awareness practice. That, the whole retreat. Sometimes that, we're sitting. Yeah, that's awareness sometimes practice. Sometimes we're wandering. Yeah. It's all, all. the same mm. thing. Mm. Okay. Now, in that, you can choose a primary object. You can, while sitting, you can initially start with the breath at the nostrils or the rising, falling of the abdomen, if you want. You don't need to. You can just say, here I am, blank slate. Remember, let's, let's recognize this moment. Okay. Or you can have an object to go, okay, I'm going to... This is... We're always breathing. We're always sitting. Okay. So you can use that as a, a primary object. Not an exclusive object, but a primary object that you attend to until a more predominant object calls your attention and then recognize that. Remember to recognize that. If it ends up being a mental state that is obsessive, you know, not just a passive, a passing thought, let it go. Okay, but if it's something that comes up and you find yourself hanging out with it, dwelling on it, ruminating, speculating, that oh, now you're now you're not remembering to recognize. You're kind of in it. Then you say, oh, what's this? Oh, this is a whatever mental state. You know, oh, this is frustration. This is disappointment. This is questioning. This is. Then you might have you might have some time to spend with it, but sometimes as soon as you recognize something, whoop, not, no longer fascinated and it's not even there. Sometimes, sometimes it's around. <laughs> One more comment, question. How do you know when you do need to say or act externally? 
I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh, yeah. you were talking about scheming and strategizing, yeah. and I was thinking, is that always bad, or does that sometimes build energy to, to you know, act or say, oh. say something? Maybe you need to, you know, react externally, say something to a person. Or yeah. So the question is, I was, I was. I had commented about scheming and strategizing in kind of a, a negative, a, well, a kind of a, while observing something, you might be indulging in frustration, and you're scheming and strategizing how to, how to, how to get rid of this. Well, in, in, in the practice of observing your own mind and experience, I would say, oh, notice scheming and strategizing. Just notice it, rather than fuel it. And yes, there are lots of events, lots of times in life where we really do have to plan, design, and execute a response to a situation. Not just to react, you know, boop, but to kind of reflect on, okay, now what's going on here? What's the, what would be a skillful and appropriate, compassionate, wise response? And so that, that is, Reflection, that's intelligent reflection, that's using your awareness and your, your wisdom, whatever wisdom you have, to bring to that situation. Sure. But sometimes scheming and strategizing, and I, get, I use that word, meaning, you know, unskillful. Just kind of, how am I going to get that person to do what I want? <laughs> you, know, you know, you kind of got that kind of mind. Uh, that's just being, and we can be quite obsessed about that, not very aware of that. So scheming and strategizing is the unaware obsessing and reflecting wisely with compassion is the wholesome flip side of that same activity. <laughs> <laughs>